Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today, and we foreshadowed this, Greg. Yes, we did. Voluntold. Voluntold. And you know what? Jimmy last week talked a little bit about kind of being voluntold or maybe encouraged, maybe of to where you might go. So I I, uh, I think uh, there's been definitely a pattern as we've talked about uh, over the last few guests of uh, experience that each of them had that, um, you know, they may have not thought was great at the beginning, but on in hindsight, it was a big accelerant to their growth. I agree. I agree. And this has been a big factor in my life. So uh, I feel pretty comfortable talking about this. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, you know, sometimes it, it will talk about it. Sometimes it doesn't feel as if, oh, I don't have time for this, but it's the best leaders uh, see the bigger picture. So yeah, it's a good one. Even though you might not at the time that you're being volunteered for something. That is so true. So true. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and how flippin' hot is it out there, Greg? It's October 3rd? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, today it's uh, 32 or 33 degrees uh, Celsius, which is hot. That's July weather, and uh, it's apparently supposed to be that. I, can, I think tomorrow it's supposed to cool down by the end of the week a bit. Um, I was in Quebec uh, on the weekend with my 91-year-old parents uh, on a bucket list tour. Nice. Yeah, my mother is a big fan of uh, uh, Louise Penny books that take place just south of Montreal, and one of her bucket lists was to go and see all the sites. It was an amazing trip. The, if you ever get a chance to go there, the, the, especially this time of year, the leaves are amazing, but so much to do, amazing food. And, but the weather was like 23 degrees Celsius, and it was like perfect for touring and uh, checking things out, but definitely not your normal uh, October uh, uh, weather we're having. This is in the South Shore? South Shore, e- Eastern Township. Okay. Yeah, so it's like south and east a little bit, but stunning uh, stunning scenery, uh, amazing people, uh, great culture, great food. I would highly recommend it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers or supervisors or leaders for most of our careers. We've b- both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others might have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, learning experiences, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I think we're 148 for 148 on the good discussions. I think so as well. Yeah, that's for sure. So today, voluntold, you have a work environment where you experience some or all of the following. Your boss keeps volunteering you for various things that don't fall into your role. You don't get any of those special tasks that seem to come up. The whole thing is so random. You're tied into your little world and you don't think you have the bandwidth to do anything extra. You push back your boss to any suggestion that you do a special task. There are no special tasks in the organization. They don't have any interest or don't value them and perhaps don't see the bigger value to the company and employees. The company seems intent on just doing what it does. So Greg, how important is this subject and how does it affect the relationships and our work environment? Well, you know what? There are so many different scenarios captured in each of those points. So the full range of man, they're volunteering me for everything, and but I don't know why they're volunteering me. So I don't really understand the context of it, and we'll talk about that. So if you're being volunteered 
by everything and you're the combination with some of the lower ones where you're swamped it might be like give me a break i don't have time for this i have a real job i have a real job however providing context as to here's why i think this is important for you this is why i'd like you to do it and this is where it'll help you lead to having that little conversation changes annoyance to belonging to um, I, I see the possibilities. And each of them, we'll talk about this, each of us have had those scenario where in the moment we thought, oh my goodness, this isn't something I want to do, to, boy, that was a life-changing experience. It really transformed either me personally or my career. Uh, there's a number of things. And then there's the other ones where there are folks that just don't think beyond the work. And the ones later on, which is just task, 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 work, work, work. And we know that the best organizations are ones that have purpose. Uh, and that purpose goes beyond just what you do. They go beyond normally uh, how you impact the communities around you. And uh, so if, if you're an organization that really is just about cranking things out, and not creating a broader environment, you better think again because there's big risk to that. So there's all over these things that, uh, you know, in different situations. It's always about providing the context and, and caring. We'll get into some of those uh, scenarios. Yeah, it, it's, this is something that I have benefited from, uh, sometimes grudgingly, mm -hmm. uh, because we do get, you know, you have a big workload, you got things to do, a lot of people you're responsible for. And a lot of people you're responsible to, and next thing you know, you're you're getting, given these other tasks, and and most of the time, I the context has been explained to me, and in the end, some of these experiences were some of the best experiences I've, I've ever had. Met lots of people, got to do all sorts of neat things, learn new skills and stuff. So, for me, uh, generally speaking, this has been a really, really good thing. Mm -hmm. Me too, me too. I would I would say that that has been the truth for me in almost all my experience. So, as a manager, there's some things we can do to assist with this type of situation. Lateral tasks or stretching tasks are so good for people, even when they initially don't see the point. And it's that, that context, right? It really is good for people to get out of their lanes and to do other things that even at the point where it doesn't seem to be related to what they're doing now, it's just a really, really good experience. Yeah. And I think the, the next point kind of links a little bit. I want to talk maybe together because they sure. you say laterals are a great development tool. You know, what we know is that one of the biggest inhibitors to performance, to retention, are silos. And we've talked about that in many of our podcasts where the silo mentality gets things locked in and, and people get frustrated because they're not growing and learning. And I'll tell you, it's even accelerated with the younger generations today. They're not going to stand for it. They're going to laterally move out of your organization to find the right opportunities. There's so much power in creating these opportunities, these roles, these tasks, especially if they're project oriented. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit later around the idea of volunteering for social things and that type of thing. But this is even in business. If you have a chance to just connect people across to build relationships, boy, that deepens understanding. It finds inefficiencies. There's just so much value to that. And I've had the great opportunity to do that in a number of roles and move outside my function. My background's primarily HR, but I've had the opportunity to job shadow and to kind of cross over into some other different areas as well to get different experience. And it was powerful because then I could relate so much more as I continued my growth in the organization. I agree. 
And sometimes being volatile to do something actually centers in on the organization's prime business. And there's been a couple times where I've been asked to do something. I say, okay, whatever. And then I realize, no, what they're asking me to do is really important. It isn't what I do on a day-to-day basis, but it's something that the organization is responsible for. It's one of the things that they've committed to doing. And often it was outreach in my, my case, you know, going to talk to people and stuff. And you don't always see it right away, but quite often a lot of these opportunities are about what the organization is all about. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, historically, human resources used to be the place where you dump the people that were problems. I don't know where to put this Where person. have you spent most of your time, right? right? I have, I have. So I'm not sure whether that was uh, how I originally got there. I'm not reading anything yeah, yeah, into no, it. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's interesting because that was the place. And, you know, it's madness because what, what, what function is more impactful around the collective energies of all the people that work for his HR? However, this has changed significantly over the last 10 or 20 years that actually on your pathway to growth, a stint in HR is a critical time frame. So I know I right now I facilitate a group of CHROs and chief HR officers. And uh, I can say probably 20% of them aren't from HR. Maybe 25% aren't from HR. They actually come from different functions. Uh, one that just moved into a role was from marketing. Another one was from sales. Another one was from operations. And the succession planning, development strategies of all these organizations, which are all really strong, high growth, high, high performance organizations, is that this is a critical stop in your development opportunity. So, uh, you know, and people moving into different areas. And so, and especially once you get the leadership roles, you can cross over. There's less technical uh, involved. So uh, it is so interesting how uh, things shift, um, but for all those same reasons. And sometimes internal social or charity events are really good to build team and culture within the organization. I've been voluntold to do one of these things as well. Ended up, we had such a good time. You got to meet all sorts of people, like you said, from other parts of the organization. And there's nothing better than having a group of people all over the place you know, because all of a sudden you need something done. And you go, oh, I, people go, oh, where do we where do we get approval or where do we go to get that? Greg, oh, I, I do a, a charity thing with them, a United Way with th- thing. I'll just give them a call right now. And you learn what people do and where they sit and what their responsibilities are. And it's interesting when you're doing something charity and you need something it's already on the team. Like somebody knows where to, next thing you know, things show up and markers or whatever. I mean, you know, that's a really simple thing, but it's really a good thing for the culture and the people that you work with. So much value to it. I mean, you know, um, it, it, uh, especially in those social environments, because what we find is that when people aren't as focused or stressed, the creativity flourishes. So not only are relationships built, but skills are built. So problem solving, uh, if you're problem solving towards something that is for the good, you are just more creative. You're more thoughtful. You're more open to different ideas. And you know what happens? That shifts me as a leader, as an individual to become more open to other ideas. Cause there's, there's maybe a little bit less risk. You're not worried about, you know, your job value and that type of thing, but it rubs off. And what's really powerful, often when we do these things, then, people come back to their departments and are more open. They're more curious. They're more creative. 
um, even the finance folks, you know, and the folks that, uh, that, that, you know, we don't want them to be too creative, but you know, you do want them to be thoughtful and, and, uh, creative in their thinking while still within the guys. It is powerful what these experiences besides relationship, which of course, to your point is a powerful thing, but it's the other thing, the residual growth that happens that I find amazing. So I like, you kind of touched on it there just briefly. There's a social aspect to this. When the event is taking place, remember I was at a pancake breakfast and I was a co-chair on the committee for the whole United Way thing. And this was just one of many great events. And and I just went there to have pancakes, quite honest with you. But what was nice is I was sitting at a table and then a couple bigwigs sat down and there was a bunch of junior lawyers and accountants there. And these senior people did exactly what they're supposed to do. Hi, who are you? What do you do? Where do you work? Oh, where do you go to school? All these conversations took place. And so I'm just sitting there eating my pancakes, right? Everybody knows I'm one of the people overall in charge of this thing. And then <laughs> it's funny because one of the more senior people leaned over to me to bring me into the conversation, which I had no intention of joining because these people are doing exactly what they should be doing. Alistair, where did you go to school and what did you take? So Ryerson University social work. It changed the whole complexion because everybody else was a lawyer, a forensic accountant, a market specialist. Like nobody went to school with me. And it was funny because they just kind of look at me, right? It was just so funny. And like all the junior people were laughing and stuff. It, it was a moment, but these things also create, you know, the big wigs show up, the yeah. bosses show up and do what they're supposed to do yeah. and mingle with some of the people that they've never met, maybe in other departments or teams or whatever. It's really a good thing. It is. It is. We've talked about the power of these social events. And I think I told the story of when I was at one organization and the, the senior, like the, the global CEO came from UK and he was a brainiac and so rich, like unbelievable. Right. Uh, and he came, always wore like $900 shoes, beautiful suits. He was a nice guy, but he was more formal. I think his background was finance, investment, that type of thing. And we were having a dunk tank. And um, I said to him, hey, you know, it'd be great if you were on the dunk tank. And I uh, kind of joked, but I didn't think he'd really want to do it with that kind of thing. Sounds a little uptight. Well, he wasn't uptight. He was just very more formal, right? Just proper, more proper, proper. Proper is the word. Posh, I think Posh. is the word you're yes, looking for. Right, yes, that's yeah. right. And uh, anyways, we're sitting there. We're getting all set up. And uh, the, the lunch has started. And he's kind of gone. So I, didn't, I thought he was gone to the meetings. And all of a sudden... Uh, out he comes and he's gone to Walmart and bought a swim uh, trunks and a shirt and he's wearing his black socks and his $800, $900 shoes and he comes out to be a part of that. Well, that changed how people viewed him. That changed the whole environment and uh, he got dunked two or three times. There's so many aspects to that story. $900 shoes, but he went to Walmart. Yes, and he was willing to get dunked. He, all of those, true. So he, he took off the shoes. I can still remember him rolling up his socks and placing those beautiful leather shoes as far away from the tank as possible. <laughs> but he, you know, he showed up. And, yeah. and again, all of those people that volunteered that were a part of it, he went around and thanked them for their contribution, um, got to know them, their first names. It was such, for him, it was amazing. And also for others, it was a beautiful event. And it's amazing how, how that social event made such a difference. Yeah. And you just sense the humor in, the, in these situations, right? Agree. hundred percent. And people have hidden talents, extra or non-traditional tasks, being voluntold to do something is a great way to bring some of these things out. It is amazing 
what people are interested in, what people can do. Like you have a talent show or something like that it is amazing what people are willing to do. And it's like, I'm a little surprised and shocked at the same time. And it, it's just really good when you push people a little bit and you give them an opportunity. You don't really know, like you might know the person that sits beside you that you work with, but do you really know everything that they do and everything that they're interested in? You give people an opportunity it is amazing what people can do. I agree. I remember at Campbell's Soup, we had, uh, there's one guy, and I think he worked night shift. Um, and he was, you know, he just had a standard job in the manufacturing facility and that type of thing. Uh, but he volunteered to be a part of and take the lead on one of the big charity events. He was amazing. Mm. And uh, then to find out, well, he runs the uh, the hockey association in Metro Toronto. He's the chair and boy so he knows everything about events coordinating events getting uh, getting uh funding all this kind of, but i mean the perspective that people had was it was and i'll call him joe it was joe on night shift well you know he was a nice guy but he was brilliant you know and then to discover you know all there were so many people that i i, I love the discoveries of not only were they talented outside but they owned apartment buildings but they loved to work in the plant. Yep. It was just uh, purposeful and they got it done during the day and that type of thing. So again, that hidden talent is such an opportunity to, to really help others discover more than, uh, than what they think they know. And people often resist, push them, give them that gentle push to like, listen, you know, make sure they understand the context, explain to them why this will be good, but do push people. Don't, don't let people just kind of ant it off. Like, push people a little bit. Yeah, you know what? And I would say adding to that is to push them, like encourage them. Context, to your point, is so key. Um, um, nudge them. You know, we talk. I talk about safe, brave spaces. Well, part of brave spaces is nudging them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we don't see the potential behind something that we don't see in the moment and being there. But the other piece along that is support them. So yes, nudge yes, them absolutely. and support them. So, you know, be there for them. If you're going to volunteer them, then as your leader, making sure that you cut them some slack, uh, provide them other resources, um, recognize and celebrate them to others. I mean, those are all things that are a part of your nudge is the support of uh, being brave is also kind of uh, being there for them as well. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, those are, I agree, strong, strong points. And when you get voluntold, it's good for you as well. A bunch of the things that I've had to do, there was executive sponsors. I couldn't have asked more of these people. Mm -hmm. Like they came to the meetings. What do you need done? Uh, you know, there's some events where we need the senior executives to jump in and, and play a role in it and stuff. And I, I knew that there, that these types of things had a good effect on them as well, because I go into other people's offices for meetings and stuff. And for one kind of game show thing that we used to do, I went out and bought 10 uh, little trophies. And they're literally two inches tall. Mm -hmm. And like the 10 of them cost $1.99. Right. And I would go into people's offices and they have those trophies displayed. Yeah, yeah. Right. They've got all their like, you know, JD, like their lawyers or whatever it is all over the place. There's stuff everywhere. And on their desk is this two inch, yeah. you know, five cent cost trophy and so 
as a leader, as a manager, you might be drawn into these things as well. And it's really important. It's good for you as well. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting because this one, it's good for you as well. It's not just a career as well. I will tell you that when I was at Campbell's Soup, and I, I may have told this story before, but the president, um, Volan told me to get some soup and take it to this place called Matthew House. Mm-hmm. And so I dropped this math, that place called Matthew House. I had no idea what Matthew House was about. Uh, discovered that it was a settlement community for. You're un- still involved in it. I am. That was like 15 years ago, and I'm back. I on think the- I just got an email from you. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm doing some. <laughs> I run for it, but but uh, it transformed me as an individual because I, you know, I was pretty successful. I, I can attest to that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? When you are, you know, you recognize your privilege, the things that you have, the, you know, the good opportunities I've been given, and then you take a case of soup to a house that has uh, a number of unaccompanied minors whose families have given them, uh, have, have sold everything in order to get them out of a war zone, it changes you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been involved with this great uh, work for a number of years, but it grounded me. It, it made me a better father, a better partner, a better person. So sometimes the good for you goes beyond that getting to know the network and building for it. That's a part of it as well. However, uh, boy, th- this is a meaningful life shift uh, that can sometimes happen when you're voluntold. As an employee, what can you do to assist in this situation? Lateral tasks or stretching opportunities or being voluntold are so good for you, even if you don't initially see the point. I can say from my personal experiences, you can, these are really good things, even when you don't think you have the bandwidth to do it, where you don't have enough time, maybe you don't think you have the skill set or the relationships to do it. It really is a really good thing. And maybe sometimes, hopefully you get the context given to you, but if not, just ask a few questions, just, just try to put it together. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we talk a little bit, uh, a couple of episodes, we talked about the shift from two to four, you know, and this is a great example of this is why is this happening to me? Uh, versus what is in this for me? How can I grow through this situation? And we have a natural tendency, and especially when things are stressed and busy, uh, and sometimes you have to say no. You know, there are times when you might have personal stuff going on as well, That, but but explain it. But where you can, lean into it, because it's always going to be good for you. Um, like the, the, the majority of the time, you will have something that you will learn, a relationship that you will build, um, a contact that you will strengthen, you know, there's so much within it. So even when your, your body and your brain tells you, Ugh, um, seek to understand, ask those questions, like you said, but then lean in. And we've already talked about this, but for the employee tasks are a great way to see the bigger organization and meet some interesting people. The, the value of doing this just for connections alone is just incredible. And it, you know, when we get one of these tasks, it's one of the things that you really do have to celebrate and just jump in and take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I would say as an employee, um, it's, I don't know if it's on the list, but it's about, uh, let people know that you're interested in stretching. Let your boss know that you are interested in growing and learn. If you're seeing, you know, I think, uh, um, one of the pre questions where they taught the scenario, what can happen? It was like, uh, you're never asked or, or maybe the organization isn't reaching out to you. Well, sometimes they don't know. 
And sometimes you might give a vibe that don't come and talk to me with regards to it. Um, I think the situation where the night shift um, uh, person, um, uh, it came up during a listening tour in an evening where we uh, or work alongside in the evening where we were talking, you know, what's important to you? Um, uh, what do you love to do? Uh, you know, wh- where do you like to contribute? And there was a mention of it. So sometimes just in those conversations, it's so important to say, Hey, you know what? I am interested in stretching. Um, be that volunteer, um, or at least express an openness to be a volunteer will enhance your chance of being voluntold. And I believe there's a demographic within our workforce that is sitting there that wants to do something, but doesn't put their hand up and then gets disappointed when they don't get an opportunity. There's a small demographic within every workforce where people feel hard done by, but they haven't done what you've suggested either at a, uh, an annual evaluation or a check-in or at a walking tour or whatever it is where they haven't stepped up and said, hey, I'd be interested in something like this. And yet later on, they become very disappointed and disillusioned with the organization. It's not a huge dynamic, but there are a group of people in every company like that that really wish that they could do something like that, but have done nothing to show that they're available or interested. Yeah, yeah. And going back to the manager side is it comes back to what we always talk about is know your people. Mm -hmm. Again, having that conversation and just, just kind of getting to know people a little bit more what's important to them and those types of things. It might be also, you might be able to find a charity that your organization is important. Um, might be a family member that is struggling with something and uh, and uh, a person would say, I'd love to be because this really contributes to my family who is going through this and that. And and you know what? It, it, it tightens that sense of belonging and connectedness within community. These volunteer, uh, whether they're business related or whether they're socially related or purpose driven, it just enhances that connection, that belonging, which guess what? It, it will increase your retention rate and increase your performance levels because when people are engaged and feel belonged and feel connected and feel this organization is contributing to them, guess what? They'll contribute at a much higher level than those, um, you know, absentee or, or presenteeism that we've talked about. Yes. People that are there but aren't there. Uh, absolutely. And the next one, uh, sometimes when you take on a task, you don't realize it initially, but, you know, that task is critical to what the company does, either uh, actually doing it or communicating what it does or, or showing people what it does. Quite often, these things in the end show, you know, even if, it, you know, if it's a charity, it's showing that the company has a heart and the people within the company who make up the company have a heart for this issue as well. So really important to, to, to understand the context and, you know, so often, you know, we get in these silos and we just do what we do. I move, you know, this thing from A to B and then somebody takes it out, you know, further, but, you know, really, really important when you get voluntold to do something that you understand the context and how it fits into the company. I love that. And, you know, again, that comes back to the manager. We did talk about the manager saying why it's important for you to participate in this. But equally important is to say, how does this connect to the prime objectives of the organization? And it might be their social um, responsibility objective. It might be their business objective. But again, it deepens that connectivity. It's one thing to say, Alistair, I think this would be good for you because it'll give you better exposure and, and, and a greater insight onto this part of the team that you might not know. However, 
your specialty, your knowledge is really going to help contribute to this, which is a key deliver to the project that we're trying to deliver upon. Again, helping that deepen that connection to not only why it's important to me, but why it's important to this community that I work for. Man, it, it just lifts that that level that much higher. And we all need variety sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we're, we're, we're just pushing hard, you know, producing whatever we're producing. And one of these opportunities is just refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's good to get your head up, talk to some folks, do some good stuff, and, uh, you know, take the opportunity. Yeah, and, you know, be sensitive, too. There are introverts and there are extroverts, and not everybody likes to do the same thing. So uh, sometimes it's good to push someone out of their comfort zone, but know your people because, you know, there might be really uh, amazing things that uh, someone who's really introverted can do, you know, like, I mean, the picnics, you know, ordering the products and helping set up is a beautiful job for someone who's introverted. Or clean up. Somebody needs to do it. Or clean up someone who really wants to find a way to contribute but their personality may not uh, make it that comfortable. You know, they don't want to be... Upfront announcing. Right. They don't want to be upfront announcing, but there's lots of roles. So again, it comes back to knowing your people and knowing what will enhance that connection. And this is a great development tool. Don't miss out. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to do so many things. I've met so many people doing stuff like this. It's still benefiting me. And, and the relationships that I've developed in it years after I started doing mm-hmm. it, this is a good development tool. You don't know what you have in your cannon mm-hmm. until you have to take it out and exercise it. So, Yeah, I agree 100%. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, normally, I haven't had the opportunity to miss them because I've said yes. Um, uh, uh, but there are, have been times when, uh, you know, either they haven't known or, uh, or I just felt I was way overwhelmed. And it's okay to say no. But uh, don't say no too many times. I agree. Wrap up, Greg. Yeah, I think the key here is that, uh, first of all, from a leadership perspective, it again, knowing your people and knowing, finding ways to help them grow and connect. We know that retention is all about uh, having an opportunity to impact, uh, being seen, um, and feeling cared for. All of these are beautiful outputs of of really thinking about and recommending suggesting encouraging people to be go uh, be voluntold to do projects or to do charity work or whatever it's associated so as a leader this is actually a no-brainer um uh, it does take time because you got to know your people but boy oh boy taking that time and and actually we know what it feels like to be called out to be recognized, especially if you had that context about what it is and how it will help you and how the organi- help the organization. So powerful. And just be open to it. You know, as an employee, um, this is a beautiful, um, wonderful chance to grow and learn and meet people and expand. Don't have to do it all the time, but at least once in your career, uh, highly recommend the idea of stepping into this kind of uh, opportunity. I can think of six major things that I've been voluntold to help with. Each one of these things has been absolutely amazing. It's forced me out of my shell. I'm an introvert. I'm a fairly loud one, though. But I can think of six major things that I've been involved in 
in my professional life where I was volatile to do some. And our guest a couple of weeks ago, Tom, is responsible for at least two of those. And they changed the way that I thought about a bunch of things. I met so many good people. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was just such a good experience. Although the whole time I was so busy with my prime roles, but it was worth the investment. And then you just figure out how to balance everything. I agree. I agree. And, you know, and mm, uh, the ones that I can think about, I've had a number of them as well. And I'm an extrovert. However. Really? Are you really? However, it doesn't mean that I don't get. You've been so shy in this podcast. That's right. (laughs) Doesn't mean, though, that I am not scared. I was once the, they asked me, I was really new to a company and they asked me to be the master of ceremonies at their franchise event, which was huge. Mm. And I had never done that before. I mean, I was an extrovert. I could do things along that line, but I'd never experienced that before. But key was, again, that my leader um, asked me, uh, provide the context of why it was important to me, and then stood beside me and gave me all the resources in the world to be to be successful. And I am so grateful for that person when I when I did that. And so it doesn't mean it's not going to be crunchy and not going to be scary when you leap into these things, especially some of them, because they're they're called stretch for a reason, um, and that makes you stretch and feel a little uncomfortable. But it's beautiful when you push in, especially when you've got a leader who's there to support you. Most of the uh, things that I was volatile to do involved publicly leading or publicly speaking. And Greg, even before a podcast, you know, I get really, really nervous. If I'm doing a, a public speaking thing in front of a live, live audience, that lasts five or six minutes before I have to get up there. I actually have stage fright. Mm-hmm. Once I get up there and talk, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm totally engaged in it you know, messing with the, 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 uh, the audience and stuff like that. But it is one of those things. It's difficult. Not everybody feels comfortable talking in public and I don't until I'm actually talking to Mm -hmm. them. But, but these types of, uh, events have really, really made me grow as a person. Yeah, me too. Me too. So listen, folks, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you really angry, but uh, Greg, your philosophy. Yeah, we always end with uh, a great insight brought on by my first coach. And uh, she said, you know, there are times in our coaching sessions, and we hope this is the same experience with you here, that you might feel a little crunchy. And you might think, you might disagree with something that we've said or feel uncomfortable with that. And that's okay. But similar to what Alistair talked about of stepping into those events where you had to speak, that crunchiness is often, it's just energy and you can learn from it. And by stepping into it, you can grow from it. We also hope we create opportunities for joy when things that, you know, you're doing that are on track to grow and learn and you really resonate with, that's beautiful too. But uh, we hope that you get a little crunch and a little joy. And from both of them, you think about it and uh, see how you might be able to leverage those for growth. Excellent. Shout out. Shout outs. Arup Araca, Brazil. Wow. We have had uh, an increase in uh, listeners from South America over the last few weeks. We're taking over. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, uh, South America. You know, we've got, uh, I can't say the, I can't say the name either. (laughs) Chile. We've got Peru. We had Bolivia. Argentina. Argentina. And now Brazil. I think we've had a couple of folks from Brazil. Thanks folks for listening to, uh, to us. And we just appreciate you, uh, spending time with us at the diner. Welcome to the team. All right. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. 
Remember, folks, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.